You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and this is my conversation with the drummer from Corrosion of Conformity. His name is Reed Mullen. The reason for the conversation was to promote the band's then-upcoming album, which is called No Cross, No Crown, an excellent album. So let's see what Reed has to say. Here we go. Here he is. It's Andrew Mackay-Smith calling Reed. How are you? Hello. Hey, mate. All right. How you doing? I'm plugging you doing all right? Yeah, I'm plugging away, mate. It's Thursday morning over here. You smiling? Here. I'm trying. Yeah, no, I'm definitely right smiling. On, right on, right on. <laughs> what's been ha- What's been happening in your yeah. world? Did you check out the record? I have, mate, and, and I'm a long-time fan. I'm one of these people that's... Uh, it's it's really nice when I get an opportunity to chat to an artist that I've been a fan of for a long time. I've I gotten to... Um, um, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, hey, man, I appreciate that. Well, Thank you. Yeah, I got in a wise blood back in the day, actually. Huh? So that's about twenty years ago, over twenty years ago now. And, yeah. and deliverance, of course. Yeah, that's about. The oh shit! Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> right on. Who were we with? Was it? Sorry. You, you saw us twenty years ago. You said something. No, no. I, where, I, I where at? I'm yet to see you guys, actually. But I did. Um, I bought. Um, oh, you haven't seen us? No. Your friend set for twenty years. Oh, I got you. Yeah, Look, yeah. I'm a drummer, man. You got to, you know, and a blonde. It's a double whammy. A double whammy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, our, yeah. the one, yes, one of the few. So what's up, brother? How are you? You like the record? I love it, mate. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Everything from the album. Do you cover. really? I made I do I, I truly do yeah I love the, yeah. the the video that you guys have done for um sorry what's the name of the single mm. uh, or not the single but the lead track that you guys have got out there is it um of uh, wolf the wolf, wolf yeah. name crow that's the one mate sorry yeah um yeah. yeah that's a fucking badass tune man oh, it's, it's and wicked. we did one for uh, luddite too like a proper video that, that should be coming out pretty soon yeah the yeah. luddite rather. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. I think weren't they? They were from. Uh, they're Britons, aren't they? Yeah, they were anti-technology. Weren't they, weren't they the ones that like were? Yeah, yeah, and went like go go into factories and smash them up and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They, they were. They thought that technology yeah. was taking their jobs. So uh, a lot of parallels in today's Tech- society. Um, I think yeah. you know <laughs> technology. What is that? Boyfriend. Killing technology. Yeah. Killing technology. Yeah, actually, these. So well, you know, let, let's have a chat about about the album No Cross No Crown because I think it's an album that contains the essence of corrosion conformity sound created over the, the you know the stellar thirty five year career that you've had. You know, we, we chatted a little bit about um, oh, the lead single, but mate, what else do we need to know about No Cross No Crown? Uh. Do you know that uh, it was uh, that we uh, we saw it on a uh, we saw that on a church in uh, uh, oh man what was it called close uh, damn it where are where are um, uh, cradle of filth from uh, England the UK. Of the sea. Yeah, this is in England. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we we play this church that, that uh, was made into a venue, a really fucking badass sounding place. Anyway, it was just on the side of the church, and Pepper was like, "Holy fuck, that would be a great name for a song title." And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's where we got that from. But uh, I don't know, man. I think uh, we're all really proud of it. We think that it's um, it's. Uh, 
captured the energy that we have and the diversity in our, you know, the different tones and different moods we can set. And uh, some of it's pretty and some of it's ugly and some of it's fast, some of it's slow. Mm. We're all very proud of it. We did it. We actually, we, uh, the original idea was we were going to, we were going to do demos at, uh, our, our rehearsal space, right? Yep. And, uh, and then do, do the proper tracks, like the basic tracks at, uh, Dave Grohl's place or those places in Louisiana we were talking about. But it ended up being that the, um, the tones were so good and the takes were so good. And John Custer, our producer helped us. He's been our producer since 91, since the blind album. And, and uh, it's kind of like, how, how are we going to, how are we going to improve on this? Hmm. You know what I mean? And, um, so we did it there and we got a, a old friend of ours named uh, Mike Frazier to, uh, to mix it. He's kind of a, uh, well-known mixing guy. Yeah, cool. And uh, yeah, he, yeah, I, I I like it. Tell us about the uh, album cover too. I think it's vying. Mate, actually, I don't think I've seen a better album cover for 2017. What's the What's the theme going on there with a little girl holding up the skull? Uh, you have to ask Pepper. That's Pepper's daughter. Right. Okay. I yeah, it's just a great. I just love the look yeah. of it. It just really captures. I'm not quite sure. Well, it just. I think it really captures what the music sounds like. Yeah, I think you're right, man. You know how? Like, I remember when Ride the Lightning came out, and I just associate Ride the Lightning with that blue purple, and the same thing with Master of Puppets. For some reason, it that just looks like orange. For some reason, I don't know. Yeah. Um. But I, I think the same is true with it, with that album. Pepper did a great job. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. He's an artiste. Yeah, he is an artiste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> an artiste, yeah, a man of refined well, tastes. A man of refined tastes. <laughs> yes, sir. Come right, right. Mate, I'll ask you a bit of a different question. What did you get up to between America's Volume Dealer, which was released in year 2000, and the self-titled album that was released in 2012? Because there's quite a break there. Uh, me? Oh, what did I do? Yeah, what what were you getting up to? Yeah. Oh, what? Uh, nothing really. Just took. A, I was. <laughs> I was the last of the group of us to uh, stop playing. Uh, Mike Dean quit first in '87, and then Woody quit '93. Luckily, we got him back. And then I I split for a little while in uh, I think 2000, 2001. Yeah. I I did a hardcore punk band called uh, Man Will Destroy Himself, and I and I had a rock band. But I actually sang in a little bit. It was like kind of poppy, kind of not poppy, but it was catchy yeah. kind of shit. And uh, and yeah, that was about it. I I just took a break. I was getting burnt out. I wasn't. It was it wasn't fun anymore. Yeah, yeah. for me and it. Money stuff got weird, and I, I don't know. I just it, it wasn't healthy for me, so yeah. Fair so enough, it was mate. good that I split, and I think um, Stanton Stanton did a fucking killer job on the uh, uh, Arms of God. So 
Yeah, cool, mate. Yeah. Instead of drumming and fucking, yeah, spent more. Yeah, yeah, that's it, mate. How's your mate? Uh, this is look. When I ask this question, mate, I'm, I'm, it's not that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pry, mate. I'm just, I'm just curious, mate, because you are an excellent drummer and you are a very influential drummer. So I want to see you, and a lot of people do want to see you keep doing what you do. Um, how's your health these days? Because um, I know you had some health complications through 2016. Yeah, I had. Yeah, I have. I have seizures, man. They're really scary. Hmm. As a matter of fact, I had one. Um, I had one a couple months ago, and uh, different things trigger them. Sometimes they, I just I just seize. Um, but a lot of it has to do with electrolytes and potassium and sodium levels. Yeah, like, that could trigger them for me. And like if I, um, you know, if I'm um, if I'm uh, not eating enough bananas or yeah. you know. And not taking care of myself. Uh, the first one I had was super scary. We were we were opening. We were doing a, um, the uh, nostalgic three piece punk thing with opening for Clutch when we were in Pittsburgh. That's it. And uh, it was sold out. I was a million people there, and uh, I kept telling my co-manager, and I was like, "Dude, I feel terrible." I'm anxiety ridden. I feel really bad. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but as soon as we're done playing, I need to go to a doctor because I, something's fucked up. Anyway, he was like, okay, yeah, sure. We'll do that. And I just play the show. And this place was packed. So I definitely tried to play the show, <laughs> but I didn't make it. Hmm. I remember backstage and my best friend, Bobby said, I, I like got uh, stiff as a board and I fell into a couch and I uh, and I started chomping on my tongue and I bit my tongue off. Jesus, yeah. Or I bit it in half anyway. So I wake up <laughs> uh, with a paramedic and I look like fucking Gene Simmons. There's blood gushing out all over the place. Hmm. My tongue was flopping around. It was Neil... Um, from Clutch and obviously my band members and stuff like that and the, the paramedic was going Reed are you okay <laughs> so we're all rock so cool yeah, shit. <laughs> my tongue was all popping around the blood gushing everywhere and he said do you know where you are and I said yeah we're in Seattle <laughs> I my brain just did yeah I am um. It was really scary. Anyway. How's the health been over? Oh, yeah, I guess I'm prone to seizures. So so how's it been over the last three months or so? Yeah. What's that? How's it been over the last three months or so for you? Yeah, yeah, have you been getting in uh, recently? Oh, no, everything's everything's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, being in a band, you can... can, you can uh, indulge in things, and overall, um, uh, overall, I've learned a valuable lesson to take care of myself. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, so I want to keep doing this for a long motherfucking time. Yeah, yeah. Well, we want to see you out here. Dude. I've had like five, five of them. Shit. Yeah. 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 Uh, apparently, once you have one, the likelihood of you having another one is. is it's been tough. Anyway, that's between you and me. I'm just kidding. 
No, it's fair enough, mate. Yeah, no, look after yourself, mate. We want to see you out here. One, one of the big regrets I've got in terms of bands. That oh, are, fuck yeah, you're going to see us. You know. Uh, there's rumors we might be doing downloads. There's rumors we might be doing a bunch of shit this summer. So, hmm. what do you remember about the um? What do you remember about yeah. the Australian tour that you did with Pantera back in the early two thousands? What about what about Pantera? Yeah, remember you toured with Pantera. You, you toured Australia with Pantera in the early two thousands. Oh, I wasn't. No, you know I wasn't with the band then. I wish uh-huh. I was. Oh, of course. I, I never yeah. done Sorry, today. that's right. Yeah, uh, I was yeah. so bummed. Yeah. Oh man, I've always wanted to go down there. That would have been so cool. But I'm sure this this on this run, this cycle, or whatever they call it, I'm sure we'll be down there. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. And then I'll finally get to see a beautiful country. Well, we'd love to have you down here, mate. And you're beautiful women. <laughs> plenty, plenty, plenty of them. Actually, if you're gonna if you're gonna play it down low, I'll have the media pass, so it'd be awesome to catch up with you and shake your hand. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Fuck yeah, mate. Hey, what's um James Hetfield, mate? The band enjoys a pretty good relationship with the guys in Metallica. Um, I watched a video of you guys performing with James at the Oakland show in 2016. Um. Have you? Is there any more plans for James? Oh yeah, the, uh, yeah. Oh man, God. Uh, he at that after that show, he was yeah, man. He's so cool. And Dalvey guys have been so fucking badass for us. I've known him. I've known him since yeah, the early eighties. Um, because uh, like I was really into that man. Uh, you know, thrash metal and stuff like that in the early days. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're friends with Slayer guys. Actually, Slayer got us our first record deal. Well, wow. Which is a really good story, but I'll tell you in a second. Uh, uh, um, but well, what were we talking about? Metallica, yeah. Well, um, after we did that show, James was hinting around, like, our album's coming out, and you guys get your album done, and maybe we could do some shows. But unfortunately, it's... We took two days long, and uh, uh, I guess who who who's on tour with them now? Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I haven't met. Full beats. Uh, yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, the, the uh, Slayer story is a good one. Um, like I said, we were, we were friends with those guys <laughs> in the early days, and and they liked our music, and we loved their music. And, uh, but we had never played it, uh, together. And we, uh, uh, we got offered to, uh, open for him in Baltimore. And we're like, fuck yeah, goddamn, see Slayer for free. It's, you know, that's a bonus. <laughs> so, um, it was the Obsessed, TOC, because we were kind of big in Baltimore at that time, and Slayer. And, um, so the place is totally sold out, packed to the gills. And uh, this is before we knew Wino. Uh, we're friends with him now, but mm-hmm. at the time, we weren't. We didn't know him at all. And anyway, he he felt like uh, he felt like uh, it was beneath the obsessed to open for a punk band. So mm-hmm. he said, "Well, we're not going to we're not going to open for a punk band." And we're like, "Dude." The place is packed. If you want to play later, that's fine with us. 
And uh, but uh, you know, it was a big deal to him for some reason. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so we played and we fucking killed it, dude. It was like a popcorn popper at a uh, uh, cinema. You know, people from stage diving all over the place. Mm. It was great. We did a killer show. So much fun. And um, this is the three-piece uh, hardcore animosity era, COC. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> so we, we finished and we're loading off and the obsessed try to load their gear on. And damn, it's Slayer and their road crew block them from going on stage. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't let, he said, uh, because when I when I had told uh, Tom about uh, the, the obsessed didn't want to open for a punk band, he he got mad. Mm. He was like, "I don't know these fucking guys. We know you guys." And I was like, "No, no, no! Don't worry about it, man. It's no big deal. The place is packed. It's gonna be fun." No, fuck that shit. That's bullshit. So anyway, <laughs> Taylor Slayer didn't. They wouldn't let. The obsessed on stage. <laughs> they said, "Well, you're not going to open for a punk rock band, but you're damn sure playing last." <laughs> poor obsessed, poor obsessed played like, I mean, you know, this is Slayer. I think poor obsessed played like eight people. Oh, you you didn't want to go on after Slayer back in those days. Eight. They they didn't want to go open for a punk band, but they yeah. uh, they played last. Anyway, at the this is haunting the chapel tour, so it was early on hmm. and uh, they were cruising around in a Trans Am in a, uh, in a U-Haul truck <laughs> give you an idea how long ago it was a Trans Am um, U-Haul truck so, um, yeah so Tom and the, and the dudes like you know we're after the show we're all celebrating you know a fucking killer show and, and uh, they said uh, Jeff and Tom and um Lombardo there, like, because um, I was kind of like the, the business guy of the band. Yep. They uh, they came up to me and they said, well, we know you did your first album, DIY, on your own, but you guys need to be on a fucking label. And uh, we're like, well, yeah, that'd be great, but <laughs> nobody's going to sign us. And... Um, uh, they said, yeah, no, we're, we're going to get you signed. We're going to get you signed to Metal Blade. And, uh, I, man, I thought he was, I thought they were just being nice, you know? Yes. But uh, this is this shows that ancient technology. I gave him my dad's office fax number. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, man, check it out. Sure enough, uh, Monday morning, because we played on Friday, Monday morning there was a contract for Metal Blade Records. And my dad's fax machine. Is that not some cool shit? That's awesome. That's fantastic, mate. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's what the scene's all about. Well, yeah. It certainly used to be all about that, and I hope it still is about that, helping people out. And you're an awesome band, and you've stand, stood the test of time, so they were right to, to to help you out by getting you a record deal. Yeah, man. You know? That was fucking super cool. So then we got to, you know, actually get paid to record <laughs> yeah <Supposed> to... <laughs> no it's a wicked story yeah, 
Well, we could story, mate. Hey, look, my my my, uh, my time is up, unfortunately. Um, it's been a, awesome having a chat to you, mate. You're one of those blokes that I've been looking forward to having a chat to for a very long time. So, um, oh yeah, well, I hope I get to meet you. Hope I get to meet you next year. Mate, I hope so. That'd yeah, be cool, I, man. I really do. Yeah, I'd love to do another interview with you, actually, because there's a few more questions I'd love to ask you. But, uh, but, mate, look, just you know, again, I want to congratulate okay. you on you know a wonderful album, No Cross, No Crown, and also your, your stellar career over well over thirty five odd years. You, you're one of those Thanks, legends man. of the scene, mate. So, uh, <laughs> mate, I'll see you down there. My name's Andrew Mackay Smith, and that was my conversation with Reed Mullen, the longtime drummer for Corrosion of Conformity, for the Scars and Guitars podcast. Thank you so much for listening.